This episode is brought to you by the new podcast, We Are Family and Modern Fertility. We are super excited to have them on board. Super. Soups. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. We're not ruining these little humans. Not for the gay reason. Just because we stick. Hi, everyone. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. Oh, my God. Jamie, guess what? What? This is our mother of ninety. <laughs> I know there's. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. Mother friggin. Sorry, I was gonna, no, I was you trying to do that thing. Rap, motherfucking. I was just gonna like. I was trying to like just take it out. You know, like they do on the radio you show. Say it, and I'll beep it. Okay. <laughs> this is our mother <laughs> fucking. <laughs> So no, nobody finds us anywhere as funny as no. we do. People are fast forwarding they're as like, we speak. They're like 15 seconds. 15 seconds. <laughs> they're still laughing. Okay, you just still snorted. Okay, okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Anne okay. actually snorted what, uh, when she was eating uh, the other day, like a oh, legit did food snort. Nose? No, she just, it was like, all of a sudden there was a piggy sound. Even the kids were like, what the hell is that? This is not what our podcast is about. Everybody's like, what does this have to do with LGBTQ families? All right, okay, okay all right. Okay. I think we're just Let's a little focus. punch drunk because it's the it's first, first time, time together. I get together again. Oh, I don't know what that song is. It's Annie, together at last. Oh, sure. This is our first in-person oh, seven feet away uh recording. We have Jamie came in. We have like disinfectant between <laughs> us. We have like windows open, fans running. We are like doing the whole thing. Ugh, but it feels <sighs> good. Oh, it's got hilarious. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this is our 91st what episode. What? How did that happen, Jamie? Ninety first. I can't That's wait for our hundredth. Our hundredth. We gotta do. We're doing what? Our hundredth. Hundred. <laughs> Helen. Helen. Make the drinks less strong. <laughs> it's nine thirty in the morning, Helen. What are you thinking? Actually, we shouldn't be having drinks, Helen. It's nine thirty. What Jamie said. <laughs> um, okay, it's gonna be our hundredth episode soon. I can't wait. Oh my god, we gotta do something uh, big. We're gonna we're gonna do a retrospective. It's like Jamie. the kids' hundredth day of school. Yeah, oh, I hate that. You're I always making know. like noodle Th- art. What is that? Oh, what so is annoying. That? That's only happened in the past what ten years. Yeah, I think they're just trying to build in math and t- it's just a hundredth day of school. All and the I kids know is- get so excited though. Like Rose is like, it's almost a hundredth day. I know. Then okay. you have to put like a hundred dots on a shirt, and you're just like, ninety seven, ninety eight. <laughs> Excuse me. I just okay. I I laughed so much. I'm coughing. It's not COVID, though. Well, the <laughs> I hope not. It's not. I promise. Okay. Well, okay. so listen. We're, okay. That means that the 91st episode means we're nearing the end of season five. Yes, we are. But we don't want anyone to worry because no. we're literally just stopping down for August because we've moved 400 times. <laughs> it's COVID and homeschooling. Like we, we were supposed to just be dark for three weeks in August, and I called Jamie and was like, we have to take all of August off. So our last episode for season five will be 727. And then we're back on 97. Yeah, it's like not you, even you a break. You can also really. use that time in our break in August what, to like what, catch you up. Ask them to better themselves, <laughs> to learn French. 
You should, you should. No, to to listen, re-listen oh, to, to some of your our old catalog. favorites because there's a, we got lots of seasons. It's true, but you can also always catch us on our Facebook lives. Yes, which we have been doing Wednesdays and Fridays, mm-hmm. but starting the month of August, we're just going to do Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you guys have to catch us then. We're going to have so much fun. Our Facebook lives are really a lot of fun. Yeah, we get some like cool guests, and we do where are they nows, mm-hmm. and we also sometimes it's just Jamie and I yammering about like you know like this intro like idiocy. Yeah, okay. so check it out. Check it. All right, so this is all very exciting. Yeah, um, but we do want to say a special thank you to we have two new uh, Patreon supporters. Actually, technically three. Oh, sorry, three. Because one of them is a couple. The couple is Rachel and Glenna Holland. Thank you so much. Rachel and Glenna Rachel Holland! Rachel and Glenna! And also Dina Lan. Lan? That makes me want to go, Dina. I don't want, <laughs> I didn't want to do like, Dina Lan! That's like that, do you watch that show, Ice Bear? Ice Bear wants to climb the thing. No, it's I don't know what that is. It's a show that Rose watches, the three, be- three bears. <laughs> it, it's like not for kids, but she loves it. And there's this little character goes, Ice Bear. Ice Bear likes to climb. <laughs> Okay, well, but poor we Dina. Think Dina, Dina is like, what? No, Dina, we don't think of you like Ice Bear. We think of you like, yes, Patreon. Celebration, Dina. Okay, Rachel and Glenna. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you want to join our Patreon community for all kinds of bonus content, we're talking videos, swag for joining. You're going to head over to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. Yeah, I mean, we we also, we're putting up unedited videos of our interviews. So, yeah. you know. Not all of them because sometimes they're in person or sometimes there's yeah. issues, but for the 95% of them are going up. Mama Sue says, watching the videos has changed her life. She just it changed her it. life? She Well, I've, I said that, but she can't stop <laughs> <laughs> talking about how amazing it is to be able to see everybody's face. I need to get a quote of her saying that and we're going to have to put it in because she just loves Have your mom videos. send us a voice memo. She did send me one. I don't know where it is. I have to okay. find it. To have your mom send me a voice memo <laughs> and then we'll get it in the show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Let's, speaking of the show, it's getting warm in here. All right. It's let's hot. get to, let's get to Catherine and Grace. Catherine and Grace. Yes. And Catherine was a listener. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I feel like in every couple, there's one person who was the listener, and then they talk the other one into being on the podcast. Because yeah. they'll write us, and we'll Always. go, oh my God, be in the podcast. And then they'll go, well, no, I have no, to and talk my like, wife oh, well, into I def- it. Yeah, they'll be like, I, I definitely, definitely want to Oh my God, I can't wait. And then we'll say, how but, about your wife? Can your wife come? Well, oh, she, she really listen. She doesn't <laughs> like to talk out loud. <laughs> That's literally me and my wife, though. It would be the same. It really is, I would true. have to really, Mary really convince too. her. Okay, so here's their story, though. P.S. Grace talks more than Catherine anyway, which is hilarious. No, I know. You never think that's going to happen. It always does. But that is what happens. Every time. Yeah, remember that funny couple? Yeah, so like Angela, Angela and Jess. And Jess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had no idea. Jess was like Shecky Green. She was so funny. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God, hilarious. Okay. They both so, were hilarious. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, anyway. They have been trying to make a baby, but they have been so very, very stuck by the millions of choices that we have to make, and mm-hmm. it's really derailing their process. Yeah. So let's get to it, okay? Let's do it. They're amazing. Helen! Helen! Hel- Helen! Helen! Helen, wake up! Helen. Roll the tape! <laughs> Helen. Stop drinking the mimosas. Come on, Helen. Hi, Catherine and Grace. Hi there. Hello! Hi. Where are you guys coming to us from? We are from, we're technically from Fort Worth. We're out in Denton right now at Grace's Texas. office. Texas. Yes, Texas. Yeah. Sorry. You don't have a Southern accent from being from Texas. No. No, we're both. So I'm from like the suburbs area. And most of the people that I know, other than the fact that I'll say y'all a lot, I really don't. No. And I learned English by watching Friends. Oh, come on. So a lot of times when I'm talking to random people, they'll ask me if I'm from New York. And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) 
That's amazing. I'm just channeling yeah. Monica. Channeling Rachel. Oh my god! Exactly. If you were channeling Rachel, you would have that because <clears throat> she does that all the time. <clears throat> oh yeah, <It's> big jumping. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too far into this, we got to get into that elevator pitch. Yes. Ooh, I wrote it down. <gasps> yes. Oh. I love when they're when they're ready. Wow. Robin, people are getting so fancy. I know. With this. I love <laughs> it. They're, we've got scripted opens now. Okay. All right. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. We are Catherine and Grace from Fort Worth, Texas. We're two geeky best friends who met in law school and unexpectedly fell in love. We've been together eight years. In that time, we've gotten married, traveled the world, built a life together, which currently includes six dogs, and we're in the midst of a journey to add a tiny human member to the pack. Bam. Dang. 20 seconds. Good. More time. You got anything else you want to say? <laughs> Do you want to thank your fans? I'd, I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> yes. Love it. So already we are going to establish that you guys are way smarter than us. Because you went to law school. I was like, why? And then I was like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> exactly. So you're both lawyers? So I do criminal law. So I'm basically in court most of the time, of course, before COVID-19. I call myself a recovering lawyer. We both finished <laughs> law school. I ended up in a family law firm. So like divorce, child custody. Ooh. And I already was kind of on the fence as to whether I wanted to be a lawyer and whether that was what I really wanted to do anyway. And so... After about two years of that, was like, I'm done. I want to go do anything else. So now I'm actually a, a federal probation officer. Whoa. Wow. Can you like summarize quickly how you guys met? Yeah. So we met the week before law school started, a few days before orientation uh, at a bookstore uh, where one of the guys that worked there was helping everyone that got their schedules kind of know what class they had to be in. And he said, you guys are in the same class and introduced us. We don't really remember each other very well from that interaction. We, we both remember the encounter, but we don't remember. I don't yeah. remember seeing her. <laughs> but then the first week of law school, Catherine, who is known for being habitually late, basically <laughs> was showing up like right on time, you know, if not a couple of minutes late. And so all the seats were already taken and her choices were limited. And I kind of, being a nerd, was sitting towards the front. And so she ended up sitting kind of at the front next to me for pretty much most of the classes because of that. And so we started studying together and became friends and then hmm. dating. Wow. Were you both gay when you met? Or do you identify as gay? I should ask that first. I don't know how you guys identify. Right. So I, I've pretty much known my whole life. But at the time that law school started, I was dating someone else. And so, mm. yeah. and. Um, I did pretty much through our first year of law school, I was actually still dating my ex. We were really good friends. She was at the time straight, uh, also in a Aren't relationship. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? And so we really were legitimately at that point as friends. And she ended up breaking up with her boyfriend also towards the end of our first year. So we became pretty much like best friends our second year in law school. And then that summer, one of our friends told her, that like pretty much everybody thought we were in love with each other. And because you were making got, out. Yeah. <laughs> so, we were just together all the time. Yeah. So then yeah. she got drunk and told me that other people told us um, that we <laughs> liked each other. So basically we took the bar exam. We both took it early. So we both did law school in basically two and a half years. Ooh, wow. And the night that we finished taking the bar, we're like, let's go out celebrate tomorrow. She actually made the first move, which was I was not expecting. And a girl. And we've been together ever since. Aww. So 
But once it happened, I think both of us were like, oh yeah, like this is what we should have done months ago. Oh my God, Robin. What, Jamie? Mm, you know, my new BFF and fitness guru, Shanti. Oh my God, here we go. Yes, he has a podcast. Did you know? I did know. Uh, he has a new podcast. It's called We Are Family. Tell him about it. Okay. Well, basically, if you listen to this podcast, the chances are that you have a non-traditional family or, you know, someone who has one or you're thinking of starting one or you like to hear stories about a family or you're an LGBT or a Q yep. or you're a straight ally yep. or you're a single parent mm-hmm. or you're like, I oh, mean, yeah. I every... Can't. They get it. They get it. They get it. They I get mean, it. I, there's a lot of people that it applies to this it's podcast. Sure, basically everyone. So listen, having somewhere to go is home, as we know, and having someone to love is family. That's all. So right? true. So true. And these days, whether it's two parents, single parent, multi-generational or blended, our families really do mean everything. And it's Shanti. <laughs> Sorry. So listen, on We Are Family, the new podcast from Parents Magazine, celebrity fitness entrepreneur and outspoken LGBTQ parent and best friend of Jamie Kelton. (laughs) She's a stalker. Joins Parent Magazine editor Julia Dennison to deliver honest conversations about the modern family in 2020. Yes, it's so good. We are really so glad they created this podcast because the more we talk about our out-of-the-box families, the more we're recognized. So, guys. Recognize us, Sean Recognize. What's wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Listen to We Are Family on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts like ours. Julia Dennison. <laughs> Sean When did you all start talking about kids? You're working on that now, right? Right. So we've we've gone through quite a ride on that. I was yeah. very much at the beginning of our our relationship. I didn't want children. Like I didn't want them, especially after having done family law where you just see the worst of people. I had just decided I was just not going to have kids. That was just it. And then it was like one day, I, I'm not even kidding you. I think it was like the month that I turned 30. All of a sudden it was like, all I could think about was like, I just have to have kids and I have to do it now. We have to do it. And so I didn't want that to be the driving factor was like some sort of weird biological clock. Like I really wanted to make sure that that's really what we wanted to do. And so she had said like, let's put a pin on it. Let's think about it. Let's get some things in order. And then it really just consumed me for a long time. I've talked to everybody I know about what it's like to be a mom, what it's like to have kids, how they did it, whatever. I've gone to every message board. I've gone to therapy. I've gone to everything. Clearly, if it's something that you think about this much, it's something that you want and you need to stop feeling guilty about it. So then the journey became how to have said children. (laughs) Sounds like you're both supreme researchers. We're both very analytical. Yeah, I would describe us as very much like a yin and yang kind of thing. I'm very much like the dreamer and the empathy and kind of the heart and grace is very much like the brain and the analysis. And she's, she's the doer. So Grace went into planning mode. We finally this week decided on some things, but I mean, it's been a two-year process of trying to make the decision whether or not to have kids. And then once we did, how to do it. And in that time, we have literally built a house. <laughs> well, what, what decisions have you made? Can we start there? Yes. So first, obviously, we decided yes on kids. We're good. And that took like a year and a half? Yeah, probably. So, so sort of. I think part of her issue for a while was all the different issues that are going on in the world and just humankind generally contributing to it. She felt like she wasn't doing it good to 
the world by bringing a child. Mm -hmm. My my wife felt that same way. She was just like, should we be bringing children into this earth Mm -hmm. with climate change and with, you know, peak oil and all that running out and I mean, she went through that a lot. And but I remember my boss saying to me and then I said to Mary, you know, there has always been, you know, there was World War One. There was Vietnam. There like there's always been a crisis going Mm -hmm. on at some point and you can't let that stop you. Yeah. Grace, where did you land on have kids or not have kids? I always thought I like I've always wanted kids. I think what's changed is the number. I grew up with my best friend's family, had five kids. And I loved it. It was so fun. You know, they, there was always someone that they could like hang out with. So for me, it wasn't like a big thing. I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. But I wanted to make sure that that's what she really wanted because she's very much a people pleaser, especially with me. She wants me to have anything and everything that I want. The perfect example is we bought a comforter set and like curtains that were orange and they were pretty. (laughs) We both agreed on it and we bought them and we put it up. And then it took us probably two months before one of us finally was like, I hate this. And the other was like, I hate it too. I bought it because you liked it. So we refer to that as the orange curtain scenario. So now we try to be very (laughs) cognizant of that. And we literally, when we are talking about something and we have that suspicion, I'm like, orange curtain? Yeah. Are you doing the orange curtain thing? Yeah. Yeah. We all have to have those codes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I've been good. Like I knew like I would be happy having kids. I just think my number has changed to maybe one. Once we just, we're both kind of on the same page as yes. The other thing was IUI versus IVF was big for us. And why was that such a big conundrum? We're planners. So yes. we went. I see that. Yeah. We originally were like, okay, if we're going to do this, we'll just do IUI and then we'll do IVF. And then I actually ran the numbers on it. and. IUI obviously has a much lower success rate, but it's much cheaper to do. But then if, you know, the agreed upon number of IUI cycles doesn't go through, I did the the compounding cost of we're going to have to buy this additional sperm and then we're going to have to do this additional procedure and there's additional medication costs, there's additional time. And the percentage chance of doing IVF is higher. And it's like, do you go ahead and bite the bullet to you know, a procedure that costs $10,000 or put your eggs into the, literally Literally. into the basket of um, something that has a lower percentage chance. But if it's successful, you know, you obviously are going to come out financially. It's cheaper. So. And I I think for me, I have slightly different reasons, but they're on the same board. For me, it's more about the chance of success as well as the time. I think she doesn't necessarily want to wait too much longer to where she's older when she gets pregnant. So for me, IUI, although great, kind of slows the process down because at that point, A, it has a lower chance of success and I'm afraid that she'll be disappointed, you know, every month when it doesn't happen, that like emotional toll. And then I was having to kind of give up on one thing to start over. And then at the same time, if IVF can work now, then we would be, it's a higher percentage. So it's more likely we could be successful and have a baby, let's say in 2021 versus, you know, if we had to start over again in January, if IUI doesn't work this time around. Did you also take into account the fact that you don't always get to choose what you do? Because- Yes, that's actually how we ended up making some, we finally made some decisions this week. And that's why. Yeah. Oh, good. My question was going to be similar, but different. I was going to say, 
are you doing this in a vacuum or are you actually talking to a doctor? No. So we did. We've actually gone to the fertility specialist twice. We went and then we were like, okay, well, we set a date. We were going to do it, you know, January of whatever year that was. And then that came and I just, just wasn't ready. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't choose. I like choosing sperm was just too much. And so we were like, we're going to, we're going to shut it down for a little bit. And then we ended up going back to the fertility specialist in March to actually finally go through with it. So we've been twice. So when you went to the fertility specialist, they tested your FSH level and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And so, you know, like, so you have a good idea if IUI is a possibility. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually, they were saying that I'm actually like a good candidate for IVF because I actually have a a really high like egg count. Uh It's funny because as of a couple of weeks ago, I think we both have been on the IVF bandwagon until we were like, okay, we're going to pick. And then there was a donor that she really liked and she hadn't looked at necessarily like what that bank had available. Mm. And then he wasn't available. But Mm. after I looked at a bunch of other ones, she kind of brought it up again. And so I looked at it and I was like, we'll just call, find out. And they did contact us this past week to tell us that there were going to be samples available and uh, if we wanted to buy some, but it's for IUI only. Uh, And so then we had to have a conversation about, well, is that what you want to do? And I was like, well, that's fine. You just have to know kind of, again, if it doesn't work out, we'll have to start over, including picking a new donor. So we did buy. We bought. Yay. (laughs) Finally. So two decisions are made. You got the donor Mm -hmm. and you have to do IUI to start Mm -hmm. off. Yes. So done. And there's no choice anymore. It's done. Yes. Yes. Unless it doesn't work, in which case we got to start over. How did you choose who was going to carry? Was that a tough decision? Oh, no. Yeah, no. She, (laughs) Grace has in no uncertain terms said she does not want to be pregnant. At a girl. Yeah, I've never (laughs) wanted to be pregnant. I think it's. It's a beautiful thing that women can bring life into the world. It's biologically amazing. It does not look fun. And <laughs> it's um, <not>. Yes. <laughs> it is for some. It is for some, yeah. Catherine. So many people talk about the second that they decide they want to have kids, they can't get that baby fast enough. And you guys are the first couple I think we've ever talked to that are almost the opposite of that. And it's like a year, a year and a half and you seem to be really okay with it taking a while is that true or not true yeah so yes and no i think she has been i want a baby i Mm -hmm. think if anything i've been slightly a little bit of the slowing down force in some respects i'm a planner but i'm also like you can't plan for anything and i've known that with kids but the things i can plan for once we decided we 100 percent were going to do it i crunched numbers i figured out daycares around our area i figured (laughs) out the money situation and then i found a neighborhood that was building and so i did that last may i said we're building a house and it's a house that if this happens we're going to be able to have a family but if for some reason science fails us and it doesn't it's also a house that's still our dream house something for us to be excited about and i think now we're at a point that we're in the new house we've done all the big expenses that we have for that and uh, we have enough in savings and retirement and everything that we feel very comfortable what's delayed us a little bit more is the donor situation Mm. because picking 
It's awful. hard. It's the yeah. worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, we call it the search for Superman for yes. reasons. And there would be things that like I would like, and then I was like, okay, well, this person's okay. And then she would look at it and be like, oh, but did you see? You know, like, <laughs> I think we nixed several people who were perfectly fine just because we were like, this guy's a douche. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everything was fine. The genetics were good. It was a cute baby, but like, ew. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> And that, and that, and the douche factor shows up in really weird ways. Like sometimes it's yes. like, like we had one of those. It was the audio. Like he was so perfect on paper, and then all of a sudden we heard his his voice, and we were just like, oh no, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's just yeah. like it's such a bizarre, you know, mm -hmm. how you kick somebody out, like the feelings or the vibes. It's just so weird. It's interesting too how much like went into what we wanted to look at. I was really super creeped out by certain banks that made it feel more like a dating service. Yep. Like they had like a kitschy name, you know, like guy who loves walks yeah. or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> I don't like it. I'm it's so weird. I know a lot of people like don't want to see the adult photos at all. Like they think that's weird. I liked the adult photos, not so much so I could see them, but because I was very concerned about you know, if my kid ever does go to meet them, if they had put the foresight into allowing adult photos, like they know that the kid's going to be able to find them. They got a picture of you as an adult. So hmm. interesting. Just side note, I donated eggs in law school. Wait, so, what? what? Yeah. So I actually have kind of like a from the donor perspective. Um, oh. So you might actually already have biological children yeah. out there offspring yeah, yeah offspring but however yeah. we want to say that yeah uh, i'm so <laughs> thrown That's, by that i love it when people just drop a bomb I like know. that <laughs> like we didn't know this. we did not know this <laughs> and I, i'm just like i have no words i'm so i'm so surprised by this <laughs> okay wait, so Catherine, so we're gonna pause and talk about this egg donation for a second what drove you to donate your eggs like i said i really was just i never wanted kids i didn't have that as a plan for me and so when I was in my third year of law school, they were offering, it was, if you're chosen, you get like $5,000 per time that you're chosen. And so my mom, like, I think jokingly sent it to me like, ha ha. And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm going to go do that. That's like right down the street from my house. I'm totally going to go do that. <laughs> and I ended up, I was chosen twice. So I actually donated for two different couples so there's potentially two different Catherine babies out there wow <laughs> wow it does seem like like you two are such methodical analytical like driven people I think the two years is you getting comfortable with this process because if you like yes choosing a donor is difficult it's it's hard it's it's but if you wanted to you would just set a timeline and say we're going to have a donor picked by next week I had to come around to what that there is no perfect time. And people kept telling me that, that people who already had kids, that there's no perfect time. And I still kept thinking that somehow I could find, there was just gonna be that moment that it was like, this is, this is the perfect time. And so I had to come to grips with that, that we just have to do it. Like if it's something that you want, you just have to go do it. Yeah. And I think that we, we had to come to that conclusion too with the sperm. I think I was very hung up on just somehow I'm going to make the wrong decision. And someday when my kid is diagnosed with anything, it's going to go back to, well, I, I picked the wrong donor, you know? Right. And Grace and I have very different 
family backgrounds and Grace's is much less rosy than mine. And she had to say something one day that I think really stuck with me, which is that like, no matter what the kid looks like or comes out, like I'm, we're going to love it so much that it's already going to have a better life than I had. And I, I think that that was also kind of hard with the donation process because she wants a baby that does somewhat look like me since I'm not biologically involved. And there's not, there's not as many necessarily no. like ethnic donors. There's not a lot and, of people of color in, yeah, in the donor and pools. So, you know, she was stressing out about it because she wanted this perfect donor that would also make a baby that looked like me. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Cause to me, like, that's not what a parent yeah. is. Like a yes. parent isn't the biological donor. Like it's just the person that raises you. So it's still going to be my baby. I heard more about fast forward 18 years. If he or she does want to go meet their donor, then I want to make sure at least it's someone that they can carry on, on a conversation with and not, you know, completely hate that person. So <laughs> I, I tended to lean more towards maybe donors that were like in grad school that were kind of like her, mm-hmm. that our kid could actually want to go meet that person and be proud of them. Because I, I like to think that there's, there's still some aspect psychologically that if your kid does want to meet their donor, that in a way they are going to care who they are. Mm, um, yeah. And so I should care about their personality, but from that perspective, not from what my kid's going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's a really great insight to have going into this. It's also Amazing. it's also like where people get to after the baby. Like when you're in this choice place that you guys are in, all of the choice and the stuff feels like the most important thing in the history of man. And it's really just a means to an end. And it's like if you can if you can in some way let yourself off the hook a little bit and just make choices and know that no matter what choice you make, it's not going to be wrong. You're going to get the kid you're supposed to get. And once you get that baby or even get pregnant, you kind of stopped thinking about the donor. I mean, I I didn't start thinking about the donor again until the kids were much older. And when we started talking about it, but even then, it's just I'm really focused on my kids and their experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You kind of forget that they have this random donor. Yeah. You had mentioned, Catherine, that you know yourself and you know that if the kid gets sick in the future, you're going to look back at the donor and think you chose the wrong donor. I, I think you were talking like big time sick, but I have a kid who gets like every single, he gets sick all the time. <laughs> he really never does. Once, he really does. <laughs> but never once have I thought of the donor with that. It, it's all on me. Like yeah. I gave birth to him. It's my, it's my genetics, my bad immune system. So if anything, you're just going to blame yourself. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's solace for you. <laughs> yeah. I've also had conversations with people who have had kids because most of our friends have kids at this point. And I had a, a, a friend the other day that was talking to me about the sperm bank choice. She's straight and she just finds, they all find it fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, she was like, you know, uh, like I found out, you know, after having my kids that there's all these things that I probably should have asked him while we were dating, you know, like his CMV status and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, and you just kind of, when you're bogged down with all these choices and all these filters and things that you can choose that like most women don't get that. Nope. Like yeah. you actually are getting so much more information than, than many people than you get. want. Truthfully. Yeah, it, yeah, totally. It really is. Yeah. Like some of it, I'm like, I don't need to know. 
Yeah. I just don't. That was, you know, that was how we actually, Ann and I picked our donor was we had, we had a friend in mind that we were thinking of using. Then we were sitting down talking about it one day and we couldn't make the decision on a donor. And finally we realized we love our friend who we were thinking of asking, but he has none of the qualities we're looking for in a sperm donor. Not a single one, except personality wise. And we realized it doesn't matter. None of that shit matters. The only thing that matters is that we love him and we're going to love whatever baby comes out of that combination. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't get all that information with somebody you love. So you just have to bite the bullet and choose someone and know you're going to love that child. I think what was overwhelming is for me, the disease aspect of it, because I do agree with everything you guys have said is too much information. Because when I start seeing like, there was one donor that carried the gene for Down syndrome, mm -hmm. but it was like on a cousin side. And so to me, that was kind of like, a, I think it was our favorite donor. And I said, no, mm -hmm. because that's a really difficult thing that I just, yeah, I, I would still love my kid, but it's not something that I voluntarily, if I have to, you know, want to mm -hmm. choose. It's just crazy though, because everybody has something in their genetic background. Like if you looked at, I don't know how anyone chose me as an egg donor because my family does have stuff. I think that's a good thing as to why Grace wouldn't be carrying because her family is riddled yeah, with everyone. That's just another reason why cancer. even if I had wanted yeah. to, we wouldn't have because both my grandma and uh, several aunts and an uncle and two cousins uh, have died of cancer. Oh, wow. But you know what? If you two were able to make a baby together, you would. And that's the thing I think sometimes we have to keep in perspective is that you wouldn't know all this choice and you wouldn't be like, well, we better mm -hmm. go get an egg donor because you have your family. You would just make a baby together and you, yeah. you would have if that we child. Could do it. Yeah. So it's like, I think that to me, like if you can think about that, that takes the pressure off the choice on the donor because, you know, it's, it would be way worse if yeah. it was the two of you and yet you would do it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because Grace actually, like, we never once had a conversation about doing a known donor. It just never really occurred to us. Like, she has a brother, and we just never talked about it. Yeah, I, just... I think for me, though, I think it's the lawyer nature of it, which is why it, didn't ever, it never popped in, because we've also done family law and how that complicates yep. things. It's oh, like, yeah. I don't want someone that's in my life that sees what I'm doing and have some strange feeling of ownership or entitlement yep. to make decisions or something because at the end of the day like we are the team yep. this is like our kid and so i think that separation of having someone that's like anonymous and who has signed legal documents stating their role in this it just felt way more comfortable to do it that way yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Robin. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> what if, listen, what if I told you that you could get important fertility testing without going to the doctor or what? even leaving home? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? I know. I know. Well, listen, modern fertility makes that possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. Oh, my God. You know that I never want to leave the house. I, I mean... That's why, that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple prick of the finger. You're going to mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Come on. 
It's so good. And this is why. This is why. Because traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, guys. I no know. joke. And we know, know this. Robin and I know this. Mm -hmm. But modern fertility, get this, only costs $159 to get the exact same information. And listen, guys, if you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT, you can get $20 off that test. And you know, Jamie, I was also thinking this is good for people who are trying at home and not in the medical pipeline, our LGBTQ families. Totally. But anyway, also there's another point that if you have an HSA or an FSA, your flexible spending accounts, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. I mean, come on now. So good. So listen, this is what you're going to get with it. You're going to get insight into how many eggs you have, which is mm -hmm. important to know your hormone levels, which is also important to know, mm -hmm. and any reproductive red flags you might have, which you definitely want to know. So the results are going to go in-depth into what every hormone means, and this is the good part. You can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for your next steps going forward. Oh my God, I wish they had this one I was trying, but whatever, fine. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners 20 bucks off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. Okay, that means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office, you guys. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. Modernfertility.com slash OCT. <laughs> that was like a... I know, that was weird. weird. I love PSA. it. <laughs> modernfertility.com. So where are you now like with COVID? Can you be trying now? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So we have a doctor and we've done everything. It's literally just whenever we're ready, we call. But as of this month, they weren't doing procedures. Thankfully, mm. because of COVID, a lot of the places are offering like free storage when you purchase. So that oh, if that's good. So if your doctor's not doing anything yet, you can at least kind of leave it there for about six months until you can actually get everything transferred and set up. And so is, is your sperm there? It's at the bank. We bought it and it's chilling at the bank, literally. <laughs> um, how, how many vials did you buy? We bought three. We figured mm -hmm. that's what most doctors recommend is do three before you give up and do the next step. So your doctor only does one insemination per month. Not two? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. At least for right now. I think they recommend three before they start pursuing, you know, either like... Alternate. Yeah. Medicated or double or, you know, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. So you're going to start with unmedicated IUI. Yeah. And you're going to start as soon as the, the place opens back up. I think so. I mean, That's right exciting. now, like, what else do we have to do? That's true. <laughs> I love that you, that you still wouldn't fully commit. You're like, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> if only it could just happen naturally, you know? I know. So I say that easier. all the time. I really do. I always, I just, I walk around and I'm like, I just want to like, why can't I just have yeah. your baby? <laughs> and yeah. it's interesting because we've even had friends that have had to go through like fertilization as straight couples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's tried to talk to them about it and things of that nature, but like, they don't get it. It's just like, not the same. Uh, especially we have yeah. one, one friend who we, we love her to death, but she always wants to like minimize everything. Like, oh no, like I've gone through it too. 
Yeah. So she did the same thing for like when we were wedding planning and things like that. And like, you kind of almost have to disclose like, oh, and by the way, we're like a same sex couple. So you can tell me if you're like discriminatory up front and I can move on. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like I've told all my people about you guys and how we're all planning at the same time. And like, they they just love the idea of same sex. I know. So when we talked to her about like (laughs) having to do reproduction stuff, she was like, oh, well, you know, we haven't really told anybody, but me and my husband had to. And like, I mean, I get it. And it's like, no, but you don't because it's yeah. still your husband's kid. Yeah. And you don't you, get it. You don't get yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't have to go through this. And I think that yeah. that's a lot of what I struggled with was searching for people that I could talk to that understood. And I, that's how I ended up online on like message boards and stuff because unless you've really talked to someone who's had to do all of the the choosing and and they just don't, they really, it's hard yeah. for them to understand. And like I said earlier, like they, they find it fascinating. And I'm like, it's not fascinating. It's weird. And yeah, <laughs> I like it. And even our, even our friends that know that we've been thinking about it and going through everything, I've still asked her as a favor, like, just kind of keep it hush hush because then every time you see them, they want to ask about it yep. and like, no, oh, like yeah. what's going on. And I just know that I don't think they know at this point. I don't know that you've told them that we've picked or that we're probably going to start trying like in the next few months. And it's like, I also want them to, cause you're going to be like, well, when are you doing it? Like what happened? Like, yeah. how did it go? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, they don't understand. And, and so that kind of sucks too, because Catherine's the only one of her sisters that doesn't have kids. And so when anything family related that people need help, they want to, you know, keep asking us cause they don't know that we're trying to do something right now and trying to take time to do that. And we just can't tell anybody yeah. because yeah, you know, it's, I think it's different than just saying, well, we're going to, we got married and we're hetero and we're going to try to start having kids. We're going to not, not try. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're about to like, you've been on one roller coaster, just like getting to this point. You're about to like get on another roller coaster, which is the next phase of the actual trying. And that's a, an up and down of like, did it work? Didn't it work? Do I have to pick another donor? Do I have to like, that's all, it's a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And I, I think you're making a wise decision by trying to keep it secret. I mean, Robin and I are very different about it, but it took me a really long time to get pregnant. And um, if I had to tell more people than I had to that, oh, no, I failed again. It would it, it was just it's it just weighs on you so heavily. The longer right. you go, hopefully it doesn't take you guys a long time. That's my hope for you. But you just never know. Mm-hmm. I hope that two months from now, you're sending us a voice memo update with think, yeah. with a with a <laughs> positive pregnancy and then we're sharing it with the world (laughs) when you tell us it's okay too if i have to choose a new donor i think we may just quit (laughs) this is just crazy i mean once you're really really started once you really like started that first try and it didn't work then you're like hell bent no 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 this is gonna happen we're on the ride in in our book we talk about it being like gambling like you you're like so much money in already you can't be like i'm gonna leave the table now like you want to try to win your money back i know Mm. it's a weird (laughs) but it's true and also now jamie and i know so um we're hellbent for you so it's gonna need to really want this we really do you already have a house you're already so much more prepared than any of us one more comment though anybody who says that these lgbtq families are not worthy or what do people say i don't know help me out that we shouldn't that we shouldn't be parents that we shouldn't be Take a listen to this couple right here yeah. and tell me we don't put so much thought yeah. Yeah. into these dang babies mm-hmm. <laughs> that come out so and are a pain in our butt. Yeah. Oh, God. You're going to love them. You're going to love them, but they're, they're going to be, be great. It's going to be crazy. Great. 
hope so. <laughs> You're speaking to two ladies who've been in a pandemic with our ch- yeah. two children each for eight weeks, nine weeks. Yeah. Did you talk about that, about how grateful we are that we didn't go through with it when we did because we would have like maybe between a one to two year old oh, right God. now and we're like this is so much easier like just mm-hmm. us it's true mm-hmm. it's true well thank you guys so much for sharing your story because i just think it's important yeah. for people to hear how hard the process is and and it's not always an easy thing to just like get the pre-stuff before you even start trying done so i'm glad you share you you reached out and and wanted to share everybody your story. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's how I ended up finding y'all's podcast is that I was searching so hard just for people who understood and who could just even if it wasn't give me advice, just tell me that I've been through it and I survived and I have a baby. As soon as I was referred to your podcast by like a community board, I mean I binged the whole thing and I think that that is how I ended up really getting to the point that it was like it doesn't matter all these choices that seem so life-ending right now are not the end-all be-all like it is one step in the process and then you get to go forward and hopefully have a baby and just knowing that you're not alone and that there are other people out there that have either been through it or are currently going through it because it can be so lonely not telling other people and not getting to have other people, you know, share in the burden. So I just, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys as well. You guys have made a big impact on my life. I'm going to cry. I want to bottle that up (laughs) and just put it somewhere. For the middle of a homeschooling day. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Oh my God. I love these ladies. I love them. Uh, but they really bogged down, man. In oh, these I know. But they seem like they're starting to get things moving. Like, I hope. You know, they picked a donor. That's good. They're yeah, moving. They're moving. They're getting there. I want, a, I want a voice memo from them with the baby. Oh, I yeah. I want one from everyone. Let's just face well, it. Well, duh. We're invested. We have another listener who um, like DM'd me on Facebook named Amanda George. And she's pregnant. And she, she sent a video of her wife shooting a, like a BB gun at a balloon that had the color. It was, a, it was uh-huh. like a reveal, uh-huh. but it was like the wife shooting at the balloon. It's an it interesting way to amazing. do it. It was hilarious <laughs> and amazing. And she's been sending voice memos since they got pregnant, like as it goes. And I love that when people do that. Oh. So anyway, so I hope I get one from Catherine and Grace soon. Yeah. That's amazing. Babies. And babies. also, I love that Grace learned English from Friends because Friends is like my favorite show. I know. Anywho, they're um, awesome. And we wish them so much of the best. All of the luck. All, All of the, the luck. luck. Like, hopefully, since they took so long making these choices, that their getting pregnant process is a piece of cake. Let's hope for that. Right? Let's hope for it that. It happens. It can happen. Also, folks, don't forget that our book is on... Or you can pre-order on mm-hmm. the, not just the kindle but now the print oh my gosh and the guys, hard copy order on book. amazon pre-order it's really good but i say it every time september 22nd i mean you could just pick it up read a portion put it down it's one of those it's so good that's so important to jamie for some reason she's been saying that for like well, a year and i'm always have, like what when you have small kids it is important because oh, you can't get, get more than a page in but this is the first time you've explained it that way usually you just say like you can read it in the bathroom and i'm always like because <laughs> that's when that? i have to re- i put a book in the bathroom so that when i'm sitting on the toilet i can read a page or two i'm so sad for you <laughs> um small kids man small kids 
All right. You. The other thing we want to tell you before we go is that we have started partnerships with brands to offer you guys discounts because mm-hmm. we really feel like like if we can pay things forward, that's yeah. amazing. So it's only brands that we really believe in. Yes. For our community. Yes. We think that they're ones that you'd be interested in. Yeah. And we've told you about Mira. Mm-hmm. They make a fabulous ovulation and fertility tracker. You should check them out if you are thinking of trying or trying. Yeah, you got 25 bucks off the starter kit and you got to go to ovariestalk.com to get that discount. Yeah. But we have a new one. Oh, you guys. With better help. Ah. Um, and it's going to be launching. We're going to like do a little social push for it, but like it, we're super excited. You're going to get 10% help is, off. is the online therapy. So you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home, especially during COVID times. That's, you need that. We need that, especially yeah. now. So we're and really And Jamie and I excited. have used BetterHelp. They have like With a, each other. With, they have like a, I know, which is ridiculous, but hilarious. <laughs> they have like a couple's arm. And so they, we used it as like business partners. And the lady was like, so wait, you're not a couple. No, it was, we it like, took us a, a yeah. session for her to like get a grip on what the hell we were doing. And we were like, that's not relevant. We're having a fight. Work <laughs> us through it. But it was so helpful for us. It really so, was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, it's something we really believe in. So check if it overacetalk.com. If it weren't for, what was her name? What was her name? What was her name? How did we forget her name? Ellen? Ellen. If Ellen. It, if it weren't for but Ellen. She's so meaningful to us. We're like, what's, what's her what name? Say, that lady. I can see her face though. No, but if it weren't for Ellen, this podcast might not have kept it's going. True. It's true. It's true. It's true. Thank you, Ellen. Go back and listen Everybody to that episode where we you, had Helen. a fight. No, okay. not Helen. Helen. <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> Everything is not about you, Helen. <laughs> By the way, I'm getting emails from people. My friend, I have a friend named Ellen who wanted to come in if if we replace Helen and be our and, and then she'd be our Ellen. She was like, you wouldn't have to change anything. That's I love amazing. that. Amazing. Okay, for when the we love get of us, God, when we get our sitcom. There'll be like a big portrait of of Helen, Helen on the wall, just like in passed. just like in Good Things, <laughs> um, and no, in, in the Good Place. How they have that picture of the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or no, she's like. Um, She's, she'll be like in the sitcom, she'll be like the guy behind the fence in um, Tool yes, Time. Yes, yes, yes. The neighbor, or, Dave, what like, was his name? You know how um, in, in Better Things, how every time they walk by that little guy, they touch him? Yeah. Like those, he should be our Helen picture. She, we'll no, walk but by she's literally her. sitting at a desk. <laughs> we pat the top of her head. Okay, all right. Guys, let's keep this conversation going. We are sorry we were so off track today, but we're um, clearly so happy to be back together. Yeah, we are. Um, where can they get us on the social, Jamie? All right. Um, let's keep it going. Let's keep this convo going, friends. You can get us at Ovaries Talk on Twitter, Ovaries underscore talk on Insta. If these ovaries could talk on Facebook, and you can also join our community there to talk to other listeners. You can also, they keep coming, they keep coming. You can join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk. You're going to get bonus content. And support us. And support us as well to keep this thing going. And you can subscribe to us now on YouTube to catch up on our Ovaries Talk live streams. If which you are miss it, which so you should fun. never. But if you do, Why would my mother never on misses YouTube. one. She doesn't. No, my sister hits half. She gets no. Your sister's there, and she's, she's a good comment. I feel like she I'll comes in you. the beginning, and then she goes to meetings. She's That's out. what I feel like. She just wants to get credit. My mom is like, I can never get it when you first start. I need to talk to Robin because I don't know how to tell her to get it. Because I just say, go to our page, mom, or click on our story. But I don't think she gets it. Oh my god! She's like, I always miss the beginning. And I didn't know you weren't going to be there this Friday. Because <laughs> you said it in the beginning. Oh, my God. So she was sitting there going, waiting, she was, waiting, She was waiting. searching for it for like oh, that's 20 minutes. I know. And thank you to our sponsors, the new podcast, We Are Family and Modern Fertility, for helping to make this show a possibility. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, all right. I think Stay we need healthy. to end this. Stay, Stay healthy. Sane. Stay sane. Stay away from Helen. Don't touch your face. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Helen. Ovaries. Ovaries. Talk, I would say. Amen. Out. <laughs> Eggs, ovaries, out.